Welcome to, uh, I think this is episode 30. I don't know why I looked at my watch for the episode number, but anyway, <laughs> I think it's episode 33 of Sim Sunday's podcast. So, Tom, let's bring in our guest. Who do we have on the show today? Okay. Well, this week we have the awesome uh, sim racing personality, sim racing hardware reviewer, and sim racing consultant. Ozzy Stig, welcome. Good day, guys. How are you going? Uh, doing absolutely fabulous now. Welcome to the show, Ozzy. Does Thanks, anyone mate. ever uh, shorten your name and accidentally call you Ozzy like I just did? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I am I am an Aussie, so that doesn't really cause any problems. But uh, yeah, Ozzy's fine. Ozzy Stig's fine. Whatever you like, no worries. I was you thinking it was like Ozzy Ozzy uh, Ozzy Osborne. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different spelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, so I have a love, a love for Stig in general because, you know, Top Gear, I, I watched every single episode. I even, you know, went over with them when they became Grand Tour. Is the Aussie Stig name, is it anything in relation to that show or is it just something of your own creation? Uh, well, I, when I was looking for an avatar, I uh, came across the uh, South Park cartoon type thing and... I thought, let's put a, an Australian flag in the visor and it just looked like Aussie Stig to me straight away. So okay. that's that's how I came up with the name Aussie Stig. So there's uh, on location, no relation. That, <laughs> that's actually fabulous. The best online usernames, because, you know, naming yourself once you decide that you want to come up with like a unique name that's not your normal everyday mm -hmm. IRL name, I guess we'll say, it's... The best ones are the ones that just come naturally, like after fidgeting for a little bit. And you're like, oh, that's the one. That's the one I'm going to stick with. That's amazing. Yep. I kind of like the so fact that it's you... It's stuck with me for quite a few years now. Yeah. I, I kind of like that you chose it because you thought it suited your avatar, first and foremost, yep. before, before, before <laughs> even it's suiting you. Yeah. That's... I mean, um, well, it sort of fits both ways because I am an Aussie and I like, I like the Stig on Top Gear. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I Makes thought, sense. why not put the two together and just call myself Aussie Stig? That's amazing. And I went to your YouTube channel, as I always do for every single guest that we bring on the show. And, and I did the thing where I, I go to all of your videos and I just scroll until I reach the very end of it. And your end was 14 years ago. 14 yep. years ago, you created your YouTube channel. And that's not to say that you didn't remove some even older videos 14 years ago, what was your thought when you started that channel? Well, I haven't actually removed any content on there. So awesome. what you see, what you see is what you get. Um, what did I think in, in that time? I was hoping to create something around sim racing because I've been sim racing for longer than 14 years, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I thought I'll start my own channel. Aussie Stig's also a sort of unique name on YouTube. So I thought we'll, we'll call it Aussie Stig Sim Racing. And, um, uh, yeah, sort of rolled into, it went from real real world cars. I've been on a few circuits with um, Porsches and BMWs on Spa and Sanford and a few other racetracks and Nordschleife. And, uh, yeah, just rolled from real car stuff into simulation stuff. I ended up building my own rig out of uh, MDF. I don't know if the, anyone watching <laughs> would there. remember that. I've been there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was uh, it was a really nice uh, MDF uh, rig based on the Hyper Simulator from Australia. It's a bit of a, a Formula cockpit sort of style, and then you had quite elaborate curves on it, and it was a folding front, and 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more or less uh, used the inspiration of that rig and created my first rig that way. That's and, very cool because I had the same experience when I was, I guess it it wasn't really when I was young. It was like a couple of years ago before, when I was on the uh, Logitech G25, I think it was. And uh, I did the same thing where I went to Home Depot, which is a hardware store here in America for, I don't know if you guys have that over in your neck of the woods or your part of the world, but went there, got the MDF boards and then just cut kind yeah. of unique curves into it just to make something. And, you know, yeah. mine was mine was actually more or less modeling a bunch of those arcade simulators that you would go to the actual arcades and you'd drive cruise in USA or, you know, whatever game that they have yeah. sitting around there. So I, I did the very, very same thing. And I went through about four or five different iterations of custom my own creation rigs. And then finally I was like, you know, I want to get a real sim rig, but my setup actually en ended up being incorporated into my working desk. So I just like put everything just arbitrarily on my desk in a way. So right. I don't have quite what you have. You're sitting in that amazing D box and uh, what's the, what's the frame? What brand is the frame that you have? Uh, it's a play seat, uh, sensation pro. Okay. And it's, um, it dates back to about 2014, 2015. The wow. one, the one behind me here is the, uh, the OG, nice. the, the black one, if you can see it. I, and I can. Yeah. You can see a little bit of it here. Yeah. It's the same version as this, except, um, the very first version. And this is the latest 2020 version. That's cool. And uh, it's equipped with D-Box. As I am an official ambassador for D-Box, they mm -hmm. supplied us with a set of their Gen 3 quad motion system. And uh, I'm pretty proud of the play seat as well because um, the design at the front end of it had a little bit of my input for it. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. I so thought that was... Like uh, sim racing influencer to the 10th level, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> influenced the actual creation of the rig. That's amazing. So well, I had some I had some input. The the big question I have because there's going to be a lot of viewers and listeners out there that have a sim rig already because you know a lot of people purchase these. You have the next level up, which is the D box motion on the sim rig, and the big question that I think a lot of people are going to have in their minds is when you went from a just static rig and you went to the D-Box motion-based rig, how did it change your sim racing experience? Uh, well, previous to uh, having it myself in the studio, uh, I have tried and tested a lot of different motion rigs out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was pretty used to the feel of the D-Box system. Um, but it's another thing when you get to spend as much time as you like with it and dial it in the way you want it to be. And um, I found with the dialing the D-Box system in, we've done it to the point that there's not really much roll on the okay. on the rig itself. It's more heave and pitch. Oh. So it's more in line with the real car. And uh, I have driven real cars on, on circuits. So the, the feeling that I'm trying to replicate is more on that side of it. Sure. I don't need, I don't need the uh, exaggerated roll to give you the idea you're going through the corners i i know what that's supposed to feel like so um, you um you, you clearly haven't driven a, a 4ka around uh cadwell park because <laughs> i can assure you there is there is some role <laughs> especially if yeah, you're uh, if you're on our sim racing team or on our real racing team and your name is toby he knows extra amounts of 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and when Deepox bring out the uh, the V6s where you actually can go upside down, then you'll be like, oh, yeah, no, this is exactly this what is... it feels like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll be funny. It's interesting because you did mention, you know, when you can spend as much time as you want with the Deepox setup, right? It's because... Yep. Tom and I were lucky enough to be able to go to Sim Racing Expo and some of the viewers and listeners I'm sure also got to. And, and you know, you can try out anything you want. So you can try the D-Box stuff. You can try the Crazy Vizarro stuff where you're suspended on these hydraulic lifts and everything like that. You can try all that stuff, but it feels cool in the moment, of course, but does it yeah. actually improve your Sim Racing abilities? Do you think it's improved your racing craft at all? Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Nice. And, and with, uh, with the addition of VR, you're not seeing me using VR today, but 99% of the time I race in VR and the motion fills in that missing gap when you're, uh, when you're sim racing. You have the, the motion cues cued to the car. You have the VR uh, view that you can look around inside the car and around on the track. It just fills in all the gaps and then you get a totally immersive experience and that makes you uh, I wouldn't say it gives you a super advantage, but it gives you an edge mm -hmm. or gives gives me an edge when I'm driving. Uh, well, you have a little yeah. bit more of the the knowledge and feel of everything. You know, I'd yeah. be very curious to to see if if someone who gets motion sickness from VR, because a lot of people get motion sickness from VR, yep. but it's because they're not feeling all of the sensations that they're expecting to to feel. So their brain kind of like messes with them and they get nausea, right? So yep. I wonder if a D-Box system paired with VR for anybody who does have a little bit of a queasy stomach when they're doing VR, I wonder if that would cure that problem at all. I think you, um, would, you would get the, the sensations, right? Yeah, the motion, the motion would help. I, I would believe the motion would help because it's moving with what you're seeing on the screen. And if you have a high refresh rate VR headset, like 90 or 120 hertz, mm -hmm. then there's very little... Uh, very little um, screen door effect, and you have a, a good clear view of the track. I think the motion helps with the feeling like you're driving in a real car, and that gives you the, um, I guess it tricks your brain a little bit to think yeah. that you're actually moving. And that's that's also a part of the, the immersion. Once you feel like you're actually in it and you're moving with the car, it just feels, for me, it feels more realistic. It's a more realistic experience, that and that's sense. what I'm about. You know, it it seems so backwards, if you will, to to say, okay, well, if you get sick with VR, get more motion added to your rig, and then you probably you might not experience the the queasiness that you do. It just seems well, like it would be the opposite of what you would actually want to do to cure yeah. nausea. That's interesting. Um, I, I've I've used the Oculus Quest for VR and drove with it, and and I'm typically in a triple setup, but for some reason. I never want to put the VR headset on and it's more or less just because I like to I don't I like to physically see everything that I'm doing. It feels a little weird like in, when I'm reaching for the handbrake. I know where the handbrake is and it's not like I miss it, you know, for the yeah. for the reach, but it's almost I don't know, it feels like there's this missing aspect of the the whole rig experience at least in my experience where I like I want to physically see things for some reason. Oh, yeah, I I get that. I I, I see your point of view there yeah um on the other hand um i have everything that i need mapped to the wheel and uh all the buttons that i need to push are on the wheel and i know exactly where the where the shifter is when i'm shifting 
Yeah, yeah. So I don't miss anything. I don't miss the shifts. I don't miss the buttons. And there's not really much else you need to do. You can adjust the brake bias on the fly if you want. Um, yeah, with these, the new like, wheels. Well, uh, here's a question. So do you switch wheels that often? Like, so do, you, do, you, do you take the, I think you have a formula style wheel on there, right? It's kind of small. Right yep. now, yeah. Yep. So do you, do you switch wheels very often or are you typically on the same wheel all the time? Uh, no, I switch wheels a lot because I drive a lot of different cars. Um, see okay and and when i when i'm driving a car that has a like a gt or a formula wheel that's what i'll use i won't uh use the same wheel for each car um driving like for instance the caterham uh with the a right hand drive caterham so i've got on this rig i've got two uh gear shift mounts Mm -hmm. so i can i can have left left hand shift or right hand shift so i can be on the left side of the car or the right side of the car Right. That makes sense. And the reason I ask if you switch wheels often being a VR racer is because <clears throat> for me, I have, I only have two wheels and there are times where I've raced with like this one, the round one that I have so much that I forget what I've had put in my maps for on my formula wheel. So I'm in a GT car going, wait, what button did I, did I make the, the ABS or which, but which side did I make the, the windshield wiper? something that you don't use very often. Right. And I'll have to like physically look because I have the little button stickers on on there. So I'll have to physically look at the button, find out, oh, the wiper one's over on the right-hand side, the far button from me. And in Um, VR, I'd be like, oh, no, I got to look outside my view real quick and find the button or something. No, I I map mine all the same. Okay. So all all the wheels have, if they've got the same amount of buttons or the same functions in each car, then I map them all the same. So for me... Yeah, for instance, if I want to turn the headlights on, I know it's the second button from the left. Yeah. So I can turn the headlights on and off. Flash the headlights is second from the right. Uh, if I want to reset the the, head, um, the VR view, I hit the two innermost buttons at the same time and I reset the VR view. Um, <clears throat> brake bias is on the, funky, on, on the right-hand funky switch and then seat up and down, back and forward is on the left. Yeah, okay. So th- there's not really much else you have to do yeah, in I the guess- car. The biggest problem that I have with the Formula Fanatec versus the BMW Fanatec is that the BMW has so fewer buttons. There's no, there's no rotaries. There's no flick switches or anything like that. There's just a collection of buttons and the funky switch really are, are the extent of the BMW wheel. So there's a lot of things that I just wouldn't be able to map. So I have a stream deck over on my side where I have the buttons mapped to, to specific buttons there so I can fill in the gaps, if you will. But yeah. it, that's interesting. I, I definitely feel a difference when you're racing in VR because you can you can like look outside the window and move physically move closer to like the window and see yeah. a different perspective in the car. Whereas like I still try to do it in in my triple setup where I like I lean differently because I want to like look around a pillar in the car, but you just can't do that unless you're in VR. So I think mirrors, yeah. mirrors are the biggest improvement in VR, being able to oh, check yeah. your check your mirrors and actually showing you what you want to see is incredible. But here, here's a question for you, Ozzy. What's what would you say is the best VR headset for sim racing mm. and why? At the moment, um, the best I've tried, and that was at the Expo in Nuremberg, was the uh, Vario headset from Finland. Oh. Um, that has okay. the best resolution at the moment. I have a um, still rocking a, a CV1, an Oculus CV1, and also have a Reverb G2. And I would place the Reverb G2 just under the Vario. If 
for sim racing. Not okay. interesting. So they're the and two is the I refresh would... rate the most important factor? Well, it's, it gives you a clearer picture. Yeah. Um, it's more the resolution is more uh, of a game changer than the actual refresh rate. If you have uh, a high resolution uh, screens for the for your eyes, uh, you just can see further in the distance, and it's mm. it's a lot crisper. And that's what I found with the Vario. That was probably the best experience I've had in VR at the moment. Uh, I think... There is the X Toll. It's a military grade VR unit, but uh, they're, they're, they're crazy expensive. <laughs> it's funny when they say <laughs> military grade aluminum. I'm like, is that better than like? Is that better than normal aluminum? If, uh, I, like... I can tell you from my 10 years in the military, the military grade often means uh, same or worse quality for 10 times the price. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not with X. With X toll, it's uh, an expensive piece of kit and it's, yeah, it's got the highest resolution you can get. So, well, interesting. In addition to, so resolution and refresh rate is obviously going to have a massive impact on your PC, right? So, out of the uh, two yeah, headsets that you card, do have, you have uh, do you have like a beastly PC to be able to run these things? Um, well, I'm actually I'm still running a 2080 Ti. Okay. Uh, and I mean that that copes with pretty much everything. I don't okay. know how to go. I don't know how to go with the value. They told me you need a minimum of a 3070 or something in well, that area. Okay, but 2080 I mean, Ti is pretty good. Sim racers are just like most gamers, where we believe that the moment the new card comes out, our great last-gen card is just rubbish and gross and just the worst rubbish. card ever. I know, I used rubbish. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. I'm an American <laughs> using the term rubbish now. But, well, uh, you know, we, we always want the best in the, in the top-of-the-line no stuff. So. Oh, he, he... I think... Run uh, out of power. In his headset, he ran out of power on there. So that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's... That's Can not we... exactly the optimal situation there, but... Uh... Pause. <laughs> oh, my God. We're live. We're live. Right. What, Chris, why don't we do this? Why don't we... Spoiler. Why don't you and I jump onto the track while Ozzy fixes the headphone situation? And then by the time he's fixed it, we can continue the chat on the track. That Mike, works for me. That Mike works is in the background me. now, furiously sweating. Like, oh, my God. Quick, the scene. What's happening Change now? the scene. So... So we're going to Mugello in what you deem to be one of your new favorite cars, the Renault RS01. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what? The first thing I thought of when I saw this car was, you know, you've seen Drive to Survive, right, Chris? Yeah, of course. You know Which, when the new season's coming, I'm super I know, excited. I'm very and excited too. I know this is completely unrelated to anything podcast, but uh, my wife, I was like, okay, so there's this show, Drive to Survive. It's got a bunch of drama like all the shows that you watch, but... I think it might be your gateway into watching some racing with me. And she's like, yeah, let's try it. So oh, we're hello. Try that's, to watch yeah, confirmation. From season one on, and we're going to try to watch Drive to Survive together and, uh, you know, see if I can get her into racing a little bit more. Well, there's a, the scene, I think it's in season two. Um, oh, typical, you've just loaded in. I thought I'd go around and do a lap and catch you up. Um, so season two... Uh, Daniel Ricciardo, he leaves uh, Red Bull uh, and obviously he goes across to Renault. And obviously previously, I think he had like an Aston Martin uh, company car. And then in this particular episode, he arrives at Renault and he gets given his the company car. And of course, it's, it's a Renault. 
<laughs> it's it looks very similar to this car that we're driving now but i always uh i saw it and thought oof oof that's a, a, a tough reminder of uh old daniel ricardo's uh career career move yeah which was a bad one <laughs> poor so, guy i'm just coming around now so if you hold on i'll uh i'll go okay, around behind I'll, you i'll go kind of slow so there's i was mentioning something to aussie before we started when we were talking about driving this car and there's an interesting thing for me as an american and i don't know if anyone else struggles with this as well but renault and like was it puget or is it j is it g or j for puget puget Peugeot. puget <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's what we call Puget. it. That's what I call I'm it sorry. I don't know them at all. Uh, I'm sorry. That's uh, I shouldn't laugh, but that is funny. Puget. No, I, because we don't have them. So anyway. You're not missing out on anything. Since we don't have them at all, right? I never race their cars, ever. I'm uh, do they even like, have oh, any I, race cars? I don't know. Well, I they, think they have some classic like hot hatches from the 90s. They have like cars in AC. Peugeot 206 GTI, I think. I'm they thinking have, back to my VHS box set of uh, Top Gear now. Yeah, they have cars in in AC, of course, because there's anything in this game. But I just don't race any of the the brands that I just don't know. Because I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'll pick a Toyota instead, and it could be a great car, but I have no idea. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, we're going to have car. to clip the perga. Statement for this this that's, week's social media, yeah, that's, Chris. That's that's literally what I've called it my whole life. <laughs> well, today, look, today's the first day of the rest of your life. And you it's, know what's uh, funny? I've probably heard people say the name right and just assume they were talking about something else. But they were speaking in French. You're like, like, oh, I, I didn't know. know he spoke French. <laughs> I have no idea what they're talking about. I've never seen that car brand, but that's not that's not surprising. I haven't seen every car brand in the world, so yeah, I'm I have mine set to what it is like hey, in the real world. Hey, Ozzy, you back with us? Yeah, mate. Awesome. Sorry we just decided that. to get on the track and everything while you got got your headset sorted, so we're all good. So there was so a question we... in the uh, in the chat earlier, which I thought was a really good question, uh, which was: You drive a lot of cars, right? In your channel, you uh, you explore lots of different cars, and we were just talking then when you were changing your headphones about Chris likes to mix up his cars yeah. and do different time trials and hot laps. What's your favorite car of all time in any simulator ever? An easy question. <laughs> easy question. Easy answer too. Um, okay. The Ferrari F2004 in a Soto oh, Corsa. Classic. Yeah, that that's so much so fun. Good. And there's always there's always some public lobbies that you can just jump into with that car as well. Yep. It's an awesome car. Lots of grip. It has got traction control, but it's just super fast. I can listen to that car's engine all day. It's yeah. It's a screams. beautiful sound. Yeah. You can see you can see on this um, on the rig how I'm driving it now. There's hardly any uh, roll when I go around a corner. It's really just the bumps in the track and then a little bit of braking force and acceleration, and that's it. You know, so that, you that, are, that um... has come up a couple times on the podcast where you know we're sim racers and we almost always overdo it in feedback, whether it be a wheelbase, probably a bunch of base shakers, and and all the different things that we can add to a rig to quote unquote make it more real but when it comes down to it you should really be configuring your stuff kind of like you did ozzy is where you get the necessary data but don't overdo it yeah you don't need you don't need all the extremes you just need to get the information through the seat 
And uh, with the D-Box system as well, it's not just the motion system, it's also haptic. So you can get like engine vibration, ABS vibration in the front and rear. It's, there's a lot of effects that, are, that come into it. Ozzy, so are you great at setups or do you get your setups from somewhere else? Actually, you know what? I, uh, my online races, I make it easy for everyone. I'll give them fixed setups. Nice. Okay. So they can all have the same chances, all have the same setup and the same sort of uh, car, car reaction. So it makes it um, fairer, I think, because there's a lot of people that can't do setups. I mean, I I've one got, of them. Yeah, I've <laughs> got the basic gist of setups, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I know, sure. what, to, I know what to do, but... I prefer to do fixed setups because it makes it fairer for everyone else that can't do it. Yeah, I, I've been racing a lot of fixed setups because, you know, I'm on, on the lower ranks in iRacing right now, so most of the races are fixed. But I, I do notice that the couple of times that I've raced non-fixed setup, there's something where the car is just way faster, and I'm like, well, that's got to be... It's a combination between driving skill and setup, but, but obviously there's times where you're like, well, I wish I could set up the car so I'd at least feel like I have some confidence in what's going on with all these numbers and, and inputs. There's just yeah. so many options. Like the rebound on the suspension and stuff like that is sort of all scientific almost. Yeah, exactly. And then knowing the relationship between, oh, if you change one thing, you also have to change this other thing. It's just so many, so many things to deal with. Yeah, I'm running the, the setup that I ran in my championship. I'm running that now. I find that gave me, gave me good uh, braking. Yeah, it felt um, strong. Um, I think I think what the best course of action here, just because we keep repeating on on technical audio issues and things, is just to kind of close okay. out the show for today. I got you. I got oh, you. Oh, you got us now. Um, Sorry yeah, we can, can we can continue yeah, racing, yeah. but I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna shut down the show just because we keep experiencing audio cut ins and cutouts and stuff like that. So yeah, it's kind of a fragmented uh, uh, experience for the viewers right now. So that's going to do it for this episode of Sim Sundays. Ozzy, if you can hear us, can you hear yep. us now? Okay. Yep. Where can people find you online to join championships or, you know, just race with you in general or see your content? Sure. You can um, see me on my YouTube channel, uh, Ozzy Stig Sim Racing. And that's the same across all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, races we do on the Sim Racing system, the SRS system. It's Very free nice. to join, no fees, uh, anyone's welcome. And um, that uh, series that I ha uh, host is every week on Thursday nights, okay, European time. And uh, this uh, series we're racing with the RSS uh, F3 V6 with Ooh. the halo. Nice. So there is a halo in front of you. And with VR, that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, um, you can just look around it. <laughs> yeah, you can just look around it. That's very good. That's and, a good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of actually just quickly on that one uh, a, a few people that were joining in the server last week they were concerned about uh, using a single screen and not being able to see uh, around the halo mm -hmm. so there's a setting in the game in the setup course so that you can actually disable the halo for that car and no way people, immersion yeah. all day keep it there yeah, yeah <laughs> i reckon i reckon leave it there mate it should yeah. be there that's yeah. what it was made with but um, okay. yeah, they can they can reach me there. And um, other than that, I'm on LinkedIn as well under um, as a consultancy. 
And uh, if you have any technical questions or want to know something about sim racing hardware, I'm the go-to person. Very, very cool. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show today. Tom, anything from you, sir? No, thank you very much for your time. Uh, Obviously, we had a a couple of little technical issues. We worked them through, and I think that is probably the most fun car that we've driven on the podcast so far. That is brilliant. I mean, I might just stay here all night and just race that car. That is fantastic. (laughs) So thank you for introducing us to uh, to the RS. That was great. No worries, mate. Come back anytime. I've got plenty of uh, different cars to choose from. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you want to follow Sim Sundays, it's, of course, at Sim Sundays on YouTube. And then we're pretty much grid finder everywhere else on social media to keep up with us. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. We thank the sponsor Track Racer for providing the rig that Tom is sitting in right now. We appreciate the, the show sponsorship. But until next week, guys, we will see you later. Thanks. Goodbye. See you later, guys. Hey, this is Chris from GridFinder. Thanks for listening to the Sim Sundays podcast. Head on over to gridfinder.com to find your spot on the grid and join sim racing leagues for all your favorite games. Just enter your preferred game, car of choice, then let us know if you'd like to race PC, Xbox, or PlayStation, and we'll give you a list of actively recruiting leagues for you to join. And if you're a league owner, post your league on GridFinder so that you run with a full grid for every race. If you're looking to upgrade your sim rig, visit the episode sponsor TrackRacer at TrackRacer.com. Thanks for being here.